Hey everyone, it's Tom Crads and welcome to another edition of the Your Life, Your Term show. I feel like such a radio DJ talking right now. I don't know why I'm doing this. Anyway, on this episode of the podcast, we have Akalan on here. He is a rock star member. He's been a member for some time. I don't actually know how long. He approached us at one of the uh, bigger Your Life, Your Terms event events a little while ago and said, hey, I'm up to really cool stuff. And uh, a lot of people tell us that kind of stuff and sometimes we dismiss it. <laughs> but he was persistent enough. Uh, apparently, we crossed paths, paths with him when we were speaking out at something in Ottawa a few years ago. Um, really cool story. He's bought property in Toronto. Um, he's bought property out in Ottawa. Now he's put together something. It's a business that he's launching for real estate investors. Um, and we've asked him to come on and share what he's up to. And the reason that we've asked him to come on is when there are other Canadians out there who are trying to live life on their terms. And when they're doing something specifically for real estate investors, we want to try to help in some small way, whatever way we possibly can. So this is our way of getting someone to come on and share their story. So if you're listening to this and, and you're on your own real estate journey, hopefully you pick up a tip or two or, or some motivation from a story that he shares on this episode. And then when you hear what he's launching too, it's interesting, not just that he's launching something for real estate investors, but to hear his journey about launching a business and what he's going through and all the struggles that we all face to do something like this. It's really, to me, inspirational. So he comes on to share that and if you are listening to this and you want some real estate specific information for how to invest or where to invest or some population data or some um, strategies to use for real estate investing, we've put a bunch of stuff together on the website, rockstarinnercircle.com. So on that website, you can get free copies to all our books. We have four different books that you can get access to. Um, the digital copies are all free and we always get asked, why do you give away your books for free? And the reason we give away the, way the books for free, because you can get them on amazon.ca and pay pay for them, but we give them away for free because we hope that at some point we give away some good information to you that maybe in the future you'll say, hey, these guys aren't bad guys and you'll come and work with us and we'll work together. Um, so that's why we give away this information. So there's books on there. There's reports in there. Um, some of the reports are on the population growth in Canada, the destruction of the middle class going on in Canada. There's videos on there. There's links to episode, past episodes of the podcast on there. And there's access to the free training class that we do in this Oakville office here where Nick and I are there and we stick around after the class to answer any questions. So tons of Canadian specific real estate information is on the website, rockstarinnercircle.com. That's it for now. With that, let's get on with the show. Are you ready to live life on your terms? Is it time to take charge? Real estate business building, the economy, health and nutrition, and more. It's the Your Life, Your Term Show with Tom and Nick Caradza. Are you ready? Let's go. We're live with Akalan. Akalan, how do I say your last name? Uh, Tewa. You could go Whoa. by Tewa, yeah. Akalan, say it again? Tewa. Oh my God, I have no chance of saying that last name. No, Tova. Tova? Yeah, T-H-E-V-A, Tova. T-H-E-V-A. Yeah. Tova. Yeah. No, that's not it. Say it one more time. Akilen Tova. Wow. My gosh. I'm really st struggling with So my full name is Tomislav Mio Karadza. So I tell everyone it's Tom Karadza. Tom Karadza, That's yeah. the English way. Yeah, yeah. But if you say it, it's actually, my full legal name is actually Tomislav Mio Karadza. And my middle name was supposed to be Mio, uh -huh. if you can believe it. My, Mio, my, my yeah. Sorry, my first name was supposed to be my middle name. Mm-hmm. No? Let me repeat that one more time. My middle name was supposed to be my first name. So my first name was supposed to be Mio. Mio but my okay. mother stepped in and said, no, 
I can't have my son have Mio as a first name. Yeah. And I, I became uh, Tomislav Tom. or shortened to Tom. Okay. So most people think my, my full name is Thomas, but it's not. It's mm -hmm. Tomislav. So uh, anyway, with that, me just brutally trying to say your name there. What's the background of your name? Sri Lankan. Yeah, Sri Lankan. Yeah. Okay. I always struggle with Sri Lankan uh, last name specifically. But uh, okay, so the reason that we're doing this is you came to talk to me about Bizring, and That's I right. want uh, you to explain what Bizring is all about to everybody listening. And part of the reason I want you to explain what Bizring is all about is because when we were starting out with Rockstar, I would have loved a platform to talk to other real estate investors in the GTA in Ontario to share what, what we were up to. Definitely, right. Yeah. So we are trying to use the little bit of platform that me, we may have built to share what you are up to in an attempt to raise all different Canadian entrepreneurs up together so that we can kind of help each other along the way. Definitely. That, that's that, that's objective. Yeah. That's totally the objective of this. So yeah. we're going to talk about Bizring in a second. But before we get there, we first crossed paths. Was it in Ottawa? In Ottawa. Yeah. At the time I was living in Ottawa and I was attending Ottawa Real Estate Investment Club and you and Nick came over and did a presentation there. That's how I came to know you guys. And then I was getting this weekly up. <laughs> what is that? Uh, your life, your term emails. And that's yeah, how I became. Yeah, once we got your email, man, we're not going to give up. We're just going to hammer you. In I thing. <laughs> <laughs> but it worked out on me. <laughs> right. <laughs> it usually does. We have some people who say, listen, somehow I started getting your email and uh, I couldn't understand if you guys what you guys were about or if you were real or not real or who you were. And I've been following you for six years and I finally decided you must not be a scam <laughs> after six years. And I'm, I'm at your office now to learn more. And I'm That's like, right. oh, it took us six years to convince you were real people trying to do the best for other people. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's cool. And uh, I don't even remember what we talked about in Ottawa. I don't even remember how we got there, to tell you the truth. But that's been some time ago. So you were living in Ottawa and buy, were you also buying properties in Ottawa? Yeah, actually, um, after I uh, moved to Ottawa, finishing my high school here in Toronto, I went to Ottawa U and after graduating from Ottawa U as an engineer, I was working in uh, high-tech industry in uh, Ottawa and while I was living in Ottawa, I started investing in real estate because I started at Nortel Networks. It was a Canadian iconic Whoa, company. Of course, Nortel. I mean, yeah. if you worked at Nortel, you were the cream <laughs> of the crop in Canada. Exactly, yeah. And then uh, I got laid off and then we do a startup company and again got laid off. That's where I started thing. Otherwise, honestly, if I wouldn't have gone through layoffs, I wouldn't have even thought about real estate. <laughs> so it wasn't a book or anything? Or was it a book that you read during that time that made you um, go into real real estate as well? Like what was the catalyst for real estate during the times that you were going through this layoff situation? Yeah, because I in, uh, right after graduating from university, I started investing in stocks. Like so, all of us. Yeah, yeah. so in that would have been what, late, late 90s, 90s and yeah. early 2000, oh it was and the dot-com crash. Course, and you, you thought you were brilliant. Any exactly. you bought started going up. You're like, oh my God, this is easy. So instead of paying off my student loan, I uh, started investing in real estate, uh, sorry, in stocks. And that's where I lost probably around eighty to hundred thousand dollars at the time, uh, almost twenty years ago, oh, and man. that prompted me to go into my own investment, and I founded real estate as a vehicle to invest. Yeah, got it. Got yeah. It. Um, for me, I think I was going into stocks, and when that bubble burst, I'll never forget my Oracle stock went from whatever I had up to about eighty thousand dollars in value yeah. right around the year two thousand, just before exactly, the crash. Yeah. And I remember thinking. Some silly thoughts, like I, I think I thought to my, I might have said to my wife, just newly married, and I thought, uh, you know, when we close on our first house, which was coming up at that time, 
I think we might be able to just like pay way more of our mortgage than I thought. Like maybe we're going to be mortgage free in like exactly. three or four years. It like if this keeps going, and I'm like, yeah, if this keeps going, like, yeah, we'll probably pay off this house. Then we'll just like have extra cash. Maybe we'll buy a place in Hawaii. Yeah. yeah. Something <laughs> ridiculous. Right. And then the crash happened. And then and it didn't help with the 9-11 as well. Right. Everything kind of. Uh, moved everything in the negative direction. It really did. Yeah. yeah, that was a weird time, man. Holy smokes. It still changed the world forever. Um, but I, I do want to share that. That 80000 went back down in value to $14,000 on me. And mm-hmm. I remember the only thing I did, I think I've shared this before, is right at the top, I sold $5,000 of that $80,000 stock and I bought my wife a ring. That's good. And I Great. really, I thought, you know what? We never buy jewelry. We're not really into that kind of thing. But... Uh, let me do this for you because we're going to have kids. We're going to move into a, a house and I don't think I'll ever get the chance to buy you such a beautiful ring. <laughs> so that ring, which she still has today, that's is the great. representation of the dot-com crash. Yeah, that's, that's the great. only thing I got out of that ring, <laughs> out of that crash. Sorry, was that ring. Yeah. But um, cool. Okay, so you, you went through that. Uh, back up one second. How did you get to Toronto? Were you, you weren't born in Canada. No, no. I was born in Sri Lanka and moved to Canada when I was a teenager. Okay, so your parents decided to come here, or did you come without your parents? I came without my parents, you and then my parents. parents came, yeah. Oh my gosh, you came when without your parents? Yeah. At how, how old? Uh, 17. So you were in high school? That's right, yeah, I went to high school, yeah, yeah. That's tough. It was, yeah, my brother was living here, so I came, yeah. Holy smokes, and then you got into, after high school, that's when you moved to Ottawa for, for school? Engineering, yeah. For engineering. Yeah. So you were a smart dude. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, holy smokes. Okay, so then you get here, you go to Ottawa, the crashes happen, you start buying some properties. What's your first property you buy? What kind of, give me the horrible, what horrible first income property do you buy? <laughs> <laughs> I have so many stories, but uh, the thing is... Um, I don't even know any of these stories, but I know if you're in real estate, your first income property is usually a disaster. Um, actually, I bought my... Uh, first property that I was living in 2003 but in 2009 I bought my first investment property when I bought that property everybody was saying even I wrote that in my book um, that oh why you are buying this old property and it's the house inside was so filthy and the owner didn't keep it great but the location was great and sorry how old were you when you bought that property um, probably 30 34. And and what year was that? Now you're going to get to my age. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I'm just trying to figure out how In much 2009. Equity. I'm trying to figure out what that property's worth right now. Yeah. Wow. Good for you. Yeah. Do you still have that property? Sure, yeah. <laughs> but I went through all sort of trouble with um, a lot of other properties as well because uh, as you know, um, dealing with the tenants are not always great, but the thing is a certain percentage of the tenant, they lived in my properties and then they pu- saved money and then purchased the properties. They appreciated that um, I was a great landlord and uh, all sort of relationship. Even after they moved and they invited me for their house warming party and I have attended and uh, all sort of great things happen. At the same time, certain percentage of the tenant, they will give you trouble as well. If you run away from the these troubled ones, you will lose the 
uh, great dividend you will get out of the real estate investment, right? Yeah, totally. I tell everyone, listen, uh, tenant dealing with rental properties is not difficult. It's usually only difficult because you don't know what you should be doing under certain situations. Yeah. So if you understand the Tenant Act and if you understand what happens when people are late with rent and stuff, yeah. it's pretty smooth. Exactly. It's usually when you don't have all the information or you don't know what you're supposed to be doing, yeah. does the stress pile up and do things get a little sticky. Exactly. But if you follow things properly, which we didn't at the beginning because we didn't know what we were doing, yeah. we just listened to everyone's story like, you can't pay us rent? Okay, well, hopefully in two <laughs> weeks you can pay. You know, And we were busy with the rest of our lives, so we just forgot about it for two weeks and they yeah. didn't pay and no. it was, turns into a bit of a disaster. Um, then you bought another pro. I, I thought you were going to say in Ottawa, but it was it the next purchase here in Toronto something? Yeah, Toronto. And then I started investing with my real estate investment partners as well. So we were acquiring properties in Ottawa, Oshawa, and then other part of the okay. Toronto as well. What do you well. mean partners? So give it to me straight. Family, friends, who? Oh, family. And okay. then my um, colleagues at, uh, in Ottawa, a few of my friends, they want to invest in um, real estate. But the thing is, they didn't have the knowledge and the capacity. So they were partnering with me on a few pro uh, properties. Awesome. Any student rentals out in Ottawa or no? No. You never went into student uh, rental land? Um, I had one in uh, Kanata area in the high-tech industry, but the thing is it gave me trouble and then yeah, got I it. got to got sell it. the property. Student rentals get such a bad name. I know. Nick and I have had success with them. We still own them. Uh, so yeah, but most people just generally don't like them, but they're not yeah. really that bad if you kind of just relate to the students a little bit, treat them with some respect. I'm not saying you didn't, yeah, but they yeah. can be. The One of the, my favorite stories on a student rental is one time Nick and I went to one of ours by McMaster and we look in the backyard and these guys had built a mountain bike course in the backyard. Like it was a really <laughs> big backyard and okay. they had literally built one of those mountain bike courses with like all wooden structures where you can wow. go up ramps and jump around yeah. and take sharp turns and stuff. As long as if they don't damage your property. Well, yeah, well we told them to take it down. We're like, hey guys, <laughs> let us take a spin on it and then yeah. you got to take it down. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Okay, so you're buying properties and uh, what were you looking for? Was your thing always cash flow, location? What was your primary driver when you were buying property? So at the time, I, I was looking for multiple um, uh, points, like uh, one um, break even, minimum break even. And then why? Why? for yeah, future why? appreciation, because I wasn't too old to be uh, just looking at the cash flow. So I want to make sure, uh, based on the history, uh, the properties were appreciating. You wouldn't imagine, I had a conversation with one of my neighbor in, at, in uh, North York. She bought the property for $20,000 in 1970 something, 1976 Yeah, that, that or sounds about right, yeah. And you know how much the pro property value right now? In North York, yeah. single family home? I don't know, million something. 1.5 million. Yeah, yeah. Could you imagine? She bought it for 20,000 yeah, no, today, 1.5 million. It's crazy. Yeah. I know. But the thing is, she already uh, donated that to one of these charities to somebody living in third world country. They don't even know that uh, they are going to get this uh, property. So he's going to donate like the, the, the proceeds of the sale yeah, are exactly. going to go to some charity to support somebody? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, so yeah. Um, so that that was uh, another thing I was looking at it appreciation and also forced to appreciate the property. I was thinking uh, in the future getting into custom home building. So I was buying properties with land when I was buying it in Greater Toronto area, but in Ottawa I bought few um, condos and the single houses as well. And you still like the condos? They've probably treated you well over the years, I guess. I don't know the Ottawa condo market very well. Have they been okay? Last three years, it is appreciating um, decent, but the thing is, before it was very flat. 
Yeah, got it. Yeah. You got all those Ottawa jobs out there, man. Those government jobs, they just stay on there forever. Talk about a stable income base of tenants. Yeah. You got government employees all around Ottawa just get that paycheck regularly. That's right. I used to work for the government, so I have nothing against this, but I just think, wow, that's a pretty stable tenant base in Ottawa, Ontario. Yeah. Um, Okay. And then um, I, I need to ask something. Why did you come over to Canada? Like, what was it about Sri Lanka? Is just standard of living? For the education, what was it specifically that you wanted to leave? No, at the time, there was a civil war in Sri Lanka. Okay, That's why I had it. to leave. Well, so you get over to Canada, the beautiful country. We don't have civil wars. Yeah. Quebec <laughs> did want to leave for a little while. Quebec wanted to leave. That almost happened, but we generally don't have... <laughs> I think in the 70s, didn't Justin's dad, good old Pierre Trudeau, put in uh, didn't the army into Quebec over something? I'm forgetting my Canadian history now. That's embarrassing. But mm-hmm. uh, we generally are very peaceful, so that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you uh, you start buying these properties, and uh, you still are buying, because you, you mentioned you even picked up some multi-unit stuff in Windsor, Windsor that you yeah. recently got rid of. You yeah. sold that stuff. I visited that property only three times, and I made over $100,000 in investment, yeah. Yeah, I know. It, it's funny with real estate, once you get a bit of confidence around it, you feel comfortable buying it without even kind of seeing it sometimes. Exactly. My, my biggest beef without seeing properties with real estate investors is that they, they a lot of investors tell me, Tom, it's just about the numbers. Just show yes. me the numbers. I know everyone talks about this, but sometimes if you don't understand the condition of the property Definitely, really yeah. well, yeah. you can get yourself into a tough situation because the numbers can look really good on paper. But yeah. if you don't go see the property, you don't yeah. realize that maybe that carpet that doesn't look so bad in pictures yeah. is brutal. Yeah. Or some of the little details around the property really aren't, they're going to need replacing. And uh, Nick and I got us into, uh, Nick, Nick actually, I think, got us into the gym. He's not here to defend himself, so I'm going to throw him under the bus. <laughs> he made us buy one property where the income looked really good. So we just bought it thinking that we're smart investors at this point. Oh, my gosh, look at the numbers. Let's buy this thing. So we buy this property. But then about three months in, we realized the condition of the washrooms were so poor. Yeah. We need to pour in. At that time, it was like $15,000, which... Yeah which to us was the end of the world Mm -hmm. in order to make this livable. And so although the numbers looked great, this property could have easily bankrupt us in our 20s. I know. So I I tell all investors, hey, the numbers do on an Excel spreadsheet, do them, of course, and they do mean a lot. But you still do need to understand what you're buying. So you need to have a trusty home inspector or someone you trust. Sounds like you made it okay with the Windsor multi-unit, though. No, actually, as soon as I bought the property, all the tenants left. And then there was a flooding in the basement. (laughs) I had to install a sump pump and I went through all this trouble. But the thing is, it was a headache for six months. And then I spent around $10,000 and no income and nothing for at least three months. After we put the tenants and everything and then um, things were break even for a while. And then uh, the appreciation uh, took uh, took over. Yeah, you got appreciation in Windsor? I did because I bought that probably six years from ago. Yeah. Okay, got it. And then rents have been, how have rents been in Windsor? Uh, that's because I was analyzing properties in uh, Hamilton and okay. Windsor because okay. Toronto became expensive sure. place, yeah. right? People like you bought properties at Young and Shepherd, <laughs> and you know none of us could buy any more properties there. Yeah. So um, when I was analyzing it, the um, rent price in uh, Windsor and uh, Hamilton, it was relatively similar not that big difference but the property prices in uh, Windsor was damn cheap of course like I yeah. bought a per door like $50,000 and rent was $600 per unit $600 $650 so no brainer right uh, so that's how I got into Windsor 
Got it. And okay. also it was an experimental project. I, I always like to do experimental projects. So you learn with it and then see if you want to continue to do it. But it turned out to be good. Yeah, did it. So um, and the multi-unit, would you go into multi-unit again? Uh, currently my... Uh, 200% focus is on bistering, so that's why I put a hold on all my real estate projects. Yeah, got it, yeah. got it. But you're not scared, and we'll talk about bistering in a second, but you're not scared of going back into multi-unit? No. Yeah. No, multi-units, I think it has a lot of positive and negative side it of it. It does. Yeah. Bigger is not always better, is, is what I say. But at the same time, if you, if you want to scale it, multi-unit is the way to go. Because then, uh, when you go to the bank, after six units, it's not based on your personal income. It is based on the building and the income, right? Yeah, but you still have to personally guarantee. And everyone tells me that. Everyone tells me that. But no, you still have to personally guarantee. Personally guaranteed. But the thing is, when they give you the mortgage, it's not based on your personal no, income. No, but li your liquid net worth has to be a certain percentage of the value of the building. Or they're not going to lend to you. I'm not too sure otherwise. I'm I, pretty sure. Because um, I this know one people, they didn't, they they didn't buy. <laughs> So many units. Yeah. 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 I, I know. I'm all, I know. And I hear that too. I can just say from everything I've seen that you can't just go and say, hey, this, I want to buy this building. The income supports the debt on it or the costs on it. Give me the financing. I'll personally guarantee there's typically more to the story unless you have a really good solid net worth mm -hmm. to begin with and in a relationship with the bank. They're going to want to say, hey, you know, get, show me that you have um, some percentage liquid net worth. Mm -hmm. um, to support this project. So if you're gonna buy a building, let's say $3 million building, yeah. you need to show that you have uh, 1.5 million liquid, not in equity in other properties, liquid. Oh yeah? Well, uh, maybe some of the buildings that we've been looking at at a certain price point, yes, mm. absolutely. Okay, Even in commercial. So but, I didn't go. But no, it could just detail. mean I need to meet your bankers. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what this means. This conversation needs to mean. But uh, okay, so multi-unit. Yeah, my biggest fear with multi-unit, just in general, is that some people who make multi-unit their first move because of what you just said. I say, hey, look, if you need to have repairs, you do get economies of scale. It is one roof over multiple units. But yeah. if that roof needs repair, it is a very expensive roof. So, for example, recently there was some big windstorms. Or not recently, but a couple couple years now ago now some big windstorms and we know someone who had a building roof gets pretty much blown off now yeah. insurance did step in but there was other stuff that ended, sure. ended up they had to cover out of their own pockets yeah. and now you're talking quite a lot of money yeah so it of course you know it does give you economies of scale but there are you know when when there is a problem it could be a big financial problem yeah so but going back to what you said like yeah. if somebody's trying to get into real estate investment, I wouldn't suggest them to go right away into multi-unit yeah, at all. I know. Because what would you suggest? No, they need to try it out with a single family and see if that uh, suits their um, personality, right? Not everybody can handle the um, tenant. And some people, like they run away from it. I know one of my colleagues and uh, one tenant screw him up and then he said, never ever in his life he's going to invest in real estate or even he's going to advise his kids. But my kids, I always advise them. Even my son, I already wrote an email when he was 13. He already has a property in Ottawa. So when he turned into 18, he's going to have this property under his name. Very cool. Yeah. So, so it all depends on the maturity of the individuals, right? As you said, like right away, if somebody get into a multi-unit, it's a bigger investment. And then if they run into a problem, that's it. 
Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Single family is kind of nice to you, whether it's a condo, a home, semi-detached, townhome, whatever single family means to you. It's just nice to, it's easy to buy, it's easy to sell. Yeah. So if you want to, like you're saying, stick the for sale sign up there, you're out. It's also easy to refinance. Yeah. Um, some student rentals can be tricky to refinance. We once had a bank, um, let me get this straight. The bank would renew the mortgage on a student rental but when we went to get some equity, because we had a, a quite a bit of equity in it, they said, no, 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 Like we're never going to refinance that property. We'll, we'll, we'll refinance it and you can keep making mortgage payments to us on the mm-hmm. existing mortgage, yeah. but we are never ever going to refinance that. Yeah, that's a and problem. it was a declared student rental on the way in. It's not like this was a surprise to the bank, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, actually we had an insurance company once send us a letter on a student rental saying, our auditors have decided we no longer do student rentals. You have 90 days to get new insurance. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this is, cr- you know. Because it, only very minimum percentage of the insurance companies do student rentals, right? Yeah, there's Majority now that we know, yeah, like if you're listening to this and you need a contact, we at Rockstar know the insurance company is yeah. doing it. And there are more options now, but you're right. Um, uh, for I feel like about eight, nine years ago, there was very, very limited. Yeah. But there are, a, there are a few now okay. that, that will do it. Yeah. Um, okay, so you, you, uh, you're working in tech, you get laid off a couple times, you're buying rental properties, do you, when you get laid off the second time, did you go back into the tech industry? Yeah, I was okay. designing mobile phones at BlackBerry. Got yeah. it, BlackBerry. Yeah. So what happened with BlackBerry? Did you choose <laughs> to leave or were you laid off again? It's kind of both it happened because uh, BlackBerry was shutting down the Ottawa hardware division, so I got let go. But it, this time were I was so like happy to be- you an expert of this now? Like you're <laughs> exactly. The first layoff, uh, it was devastating for me um, from Nortel, and then the rest of them were, it's kind of, it was, I was, I was able to utilize those funds to buy more properties. Cool. Yeah. yeah, and uh, then I became a private consultant. I was designing and um, uh, um, designing base station towers at Ericsson, and then um, I went to a Syntronic. It is a Swedish-based company. I was there working, and then I kind of negotiated with the, with them to get twenty percent pay cut, so that every Friday I was off. So because it became two full-time job uh, with my engineering job and also real estate investment portfolio. And then one time I decided, and also while I was uh, investing in the real estate industry, I had this frustration, not being able to find reputable trades and businesses in multiple cities and keeping them for long lasting relationships. Because your properties were spread out, Ottawa, Toronto, Windsor. Exactly. You have others in other cities as well. Yeah, like uh, Innisfil. So you need to have a team of experts in each cities, duplicated uh, people. But the thing is they cannot serve, let's say you have plumbers, electrician, roofers, uh, handyman, painters in Ottawa. For sure in uh, Toronto, you need to find the same kind of people. But the thing is these are totally new people. So need, you need to form teams in multiple cities. So you're um, experts so they could serve you a need whenever you need um, need to find them for uh, you, uh, to fix anything in your real estate. Uh, so you properties. had like the frustration that we all had, and and every time you find someone who's good, usually after a couple years, they go bad. Yeah, <laughs> which is what we found. You know, you could have a great roofer, and then they're great for a couple years, and then you call them, and either the phone is just disconnected, exactly. or you know they say they're going to show up and they don't show up. Yeah. Um, so I had envelope uh, envelopes with each city's name on it, Oshawa, and then the business cards, and then Windsor. I had all the business cards and also a spreadsheet with tabs on it. Uh, each city's name and all the contractors and contacts there, right? Even those get outdated. 
So um, this idea was always in my mind. I want to uh, provide as an engineer, you always solve problem. I want to provide a solution for this problems. And also for if you look at the business owners, um, for them to get these leads and establish the relationship, there is no such a platform exists right now for them to have these existing customers to contact them repeatedly. So the, um, uh, the idea was there, but the thing is I was uh, procrastinating because I was busy with my engineering job and um, real estate investment portfolio. So three years ago, I decided, okay, I got to choose a path, either engineer, continue with the high tech or I got to stop the real estate investment. And I decided to go with the real estate investment and I you quit. You crazy me. person. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody says, yeah, whenever I do something, I told her to do something different, right? So um, uh, I quit my engineering job and um, moved to Toronto and um, uh, located in Richmond Hill. And I founded this technology company called BizRing, where BizRing enables the real estate investors and homeowners to find reputable trades and businesses to have long-lasting relationship. I know that sounds like the very corporate description of BizRing. So now give it to me straight. So there's a, I go on BizRing and I can search based on the city. So if I want a plumber, let's yeah. say in, uh, I don't know, Oshawa, yeah. I can go on BizRing. I can select Oshawa, yeah. search for plumber. Yeah. And what, what do the search results show me? So it will give you a list of businesses listed within our platform uh, related to uh, plumbers. So now, uh, so we launched, and that's different than just going on Kijiji or Google. How? So okay, so let me explain you because as an engineer, it has been uh, designed a lot of features that would benefit the public and also the business owners. So, um, as a public, when they come and search for BizRing, uh, a business within BizRing, so what they will see is list of businesses in that particular location with the logo and the business description. And then when they click on it, they could see the reviews and ranking and the um, logo, pictures, audio, video, uh, the business owners could uh, market themselves. Beside that, all the reviews, if you look at Google, right? Google, if a um, uh, competitor doesn't like a particular business, they could create 10 Gmail account and uh, write whatever they would like to write, and then it's going to appear there forever. People do that? Of course. I'm joking. I'm joking. Of course. I know it's horrible. <laughs> yeah. So um, the way how our um, review process works, when somebody gives reviews, randomly people cannot give reviews. They have to be registered users within our platform. And then all the reviews and ranking, whatever it was given, it goes through a review process. And then can someone just make like a some BS account in your system and then just give like a horrible review that's anonymous, like someone could do with a like a great question, like an anonymous Gmail account or something? Sure. Okay. Great question. So if somebody give a bad review to business owner, we want to safeguard the businesses. At the same time, let's say if somebody give bad reviews, we will question them. Yeah. You have to prove that uh, this particular business have given you uh, business and they didn't do proper good job. So as long as if they prove with the invoice and the pictures before and after, for sure we will let, let the review go so the public sure, knows. Sure, because if it's true, you want it to be on there. Exactly. Yeah, At no, the same time, we don't want um, mistakenly somebody giving bad mouthing about other business as well. And so we are learning all this and we are going to document all these and then we will do the artificial intelligence built into it so that automatically all these get ha handled. 
Got it. Okay. Because yeah. right now, what you have a person, which might be admin you, user, someone, no, someone we have University of Waterloo students currently working within our company. Awesome. Two of them and uh, Ottawa U intern. Okay. Yeah. And they're reviewing that stuff. Yeah. Whenever the review comes through. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So that is one uh, aspect of it for the uh, public, right? And then we have this free feature called My Virtual Team. So it is a gift for real estate investors, honestly, because it I came. Can see your face is starting to light up. Yeah. Tell us about the gift. So, so basically, <laughs> and there's more. There's more. If you there's are a, more with Visory. for sure. <laughs> if you are a homeowner or real estate investor, um, so you could create, as I explained to you before, virtual my virtual team in any series where you have properties, and then add the businesses you want to deal with them in the future. But these businesses has to be listed within our platform. So you could add, let's say for an example, if you add cleaner, cleaner, top priority, second priority, third priority, and then plumber, top, first, second, third. So under all business categories, you could add three businesses as your first, second, third. So in the future, whenever you, let's say for an example, you have a property in winter, um, your tenant called you, hey, the toilet broke down. And then you are going to reach out to your, you are going to log into your dashboard and check your uh, uh, Windsor uh, My Virtual Team and look for the plumbers. And then you will talk to your first priority one because you knew he will do the best job for you. And how do I know that that guy is going to do the best job? Because you would have done business with them in the past okay. or somebody referred you. So you have added him to your My Virtual Team. Okay, but so I've, I've never done anything in Windsor before. What do you mean? Someone referred me? Aren't I, so, am I not using BizRing to find the plumber? Yeah, you could do. Uh, you could uh, create this my virtual team, however the way you want. Either somebody recommended you, you read through the reviews, and then you add them, or you dealt with them in the past. You don't want to miss them, so you just add them to your my virtual team. So now you know their contacts and everything in your dashboard. Got it. Okay. So in the future, whenever you need them, you could just, let's say you are in Hawaii and the tenant sends you an email, my toilet broke down. So you don't need to go through Google and trying to find 10 people and then narrow down three people and go through all this mess, right? So you just go to your dashboard and approach the first one. Everybody go and fix the toilet and you know that my property because you served it in the past and then he will just go and fix it. You don't and need I guess if enough people are using BizRing, sorry, I know I'm interrupting here. Yeah, no, I apologize. No. Uh, if some, if someone, if enough people are using BizRing, then if it's somebody I know in Windsor who I trust, yeah. and they're on your platform, I can see which plumbers they like. Is that possible? Do you know what I mean? Like if 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 I know somebody in Windsor, yeah, and I'm like, hey, I know they know their stuff, and they yeah. do, and I, I didn't know a few people out in Windsor. If if they're using your platform, can they? Can I see the plumbers they use? Because then I'll just, I'll, you know what I mean? Because then I'll just say, okay, if so-and-so is using it, I'm, I'll use them. Definitely. We have another feature called recommend uh, bus recommended businesses. My recommended businesses. So we have a feature called this uh, feature where businesses can recommend other businesses. Let's say for an example, you bought a property in Windsor and um, you dealt with this realtor and she is part of our platform and she may recommend all these businesses. She like um, working with them or she dealt with them in the past so her clients can use them. So publicly when she recommends because you trust that realtor and then go and add this um, um, service providers within your um, my virtual team and you could use them. And your the, the problem you're trying to solve, just so I'm clear, is that before you kind of had to randomly go on something like Kijiji or Google. Yeah. You could see reviews, 
but in yours, there's an opportunity to see people you might are actually know in those communities and who they are using so that I could then see, oh, that's the plumber they use in Windsor, that's the electrician they use in plumber uh, in Windsor, and so on. The problem I'm trying to solve um, in Canada or in the future in the U.S. as well, uh, two-side, our market is two-side. One, customers, um, business to customers, and business to business. So B2B and B2C. Where the customer's problem is having relationship with the uh, business owners and service providers for long-lasting relationship. So they don't need to run around all the time whenever they go uh, run into problems, right? For the business owners, the, it is a networking platform where they could connect with other business owners and the um, uh, homeowners and real estate investors for re- repetitive business. And ha- so how would that work? So like Rockstar. Rockstar goes on BizRing and how do I connect with other business owners? I say, uh, these are, the, yeah, walk me through it. So um, let's say Rockstar is listed uh, within our platform. Yeah. So the people who like to work with you, they could recommend you. At the same time, you could recommend other businesses. Imagine. Okay, got it. So two businesses are basically saying, hey, we, we refer back and forth between each other. Yeah, and so like forth. you could um, imagine 100 businesses recommending uh, Rockstar. So under 100 businesses, Rockstar's um, logo and business uh, link would appear. So it is more visibility. At the same time, people can follow Rockstar within our platform. And then whenever Rockstar, but Rockstar um, probably may not be a good example. Let's say for an example, plumber, right? So whenever he's down in the business, he could say, okay, now I'm this month, I'm giving 20% discount. So whenever he updates his promotions, it goes to uh, his followers as e-flyers. Got it. And they get those via email or on the system when, on they, the when system. they're looking through? Yeah, Got within it. their dashboard, they'll be... So you're basically creating a network for real estate investors that encompasses businesses and individuals with a with a real estate investing focus. Exactly. So via, it is a networking platform creating an... Uh, and you think there's enough of a business model here for you to grow this? There's enough real estate investors doing business that this is going to be something good for you? Uh, honestly, um, BizRing would be a gift for real estate investors. And at the same time, it's a very useful platform for the homeowners as well. If you look at each co- homeowners are real estate investors because that is their uh, biggest investment, right? So for them also, um, uh, now they could go on vacation and they have all these contacts in place. So if something goes wrong, they could always call these contacts to get things done. So, um, and also for the business owners, uh, many companies are selling leads. As a um, a public, whenever they go to their site, and I don't want to name our competitors, but um, local competitors and U.S. as well, whenever the public type their uh, frustration, or my toilet broke down, or my electrical thing uh, burned down. There's bugs running everywhere. Exactly. (laughs) So they take these leads and sell them to those business owners. Yeah, sure. We've all seen that kind of model. Exactly. In U.S., there is a company. What they do is they even sell the leads just to bid on it. So not necessarily you will get the um, business, but the thing is in order to bid on it, you got to pay for it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So our business model, we don't want one-time fees and we don't want to sell these leads. We want to make sure uh, it is an ecosystem we are creating where real estate investors, homeowners can network with the business owners and uh, service providers uh, to be a networking platform dedicated for real estate. 
Got it. Yeah. God, you just just sharing uh, everything that you can search for on BizRing made me think that yeah. one time we were panicking. I owned this one property. If my brother-in-law is ever listening to this, he might kill me for even sharing this story. But I got to share it. Like we, there was this one student rental we had by York University, and uh, I just don't like selling properties. Uh-huh. I don't. You know, it's like you buy assets, you keep them. But sometimes, just like you with the mall, you know, yeah, sometimes you have to. Yeah. If there's family involved. Sometimes you have to do certain things. But a mouse gets running around the basement in this finished basement in the student <laughs> rental it's a beautiful basement we finished it ikea kitchen it had a we paid the builders to have a walkout uh like stairs proper stairs going out mm-hmm. so there's two exits uh okay. just a great finished basement but this mouse starts running around and this girl down there freaks out and she has exams coming up so she's studying in the library and like madly starts texting everybody and emailing everybody uh-huh. that there's a mouse and you know what are we going to do and uh, I remember we did kind of struggle a little bit finding somebody who we thought we could trust to get out there to take care of the situation but ultimately I think we might have sold that particular property because of that mouse. Because wow. that was the straw that broke the camel's back. You know, like, wow. get rid of this property. It's just too much wow. pain. I'm like, no. Yeah, no. But uh, anyway, I, I and and, uh, and I don't think my we could probably, I should bring my brother-in-law in here so we can rehash this story a little bit. But I think we sold a property over a mouse. Because of the mouse. One mouse. <laughs> I think it was literally one mouse. We got rid of the thing and the, the end of the issue. But, uh, but yeah, I can see when you're not close to the area to find somebody with referrals. I see what you're trying to do. So so now you have been, I know you're down in the States. You, you think you might even open this up one day into the States as well. For sure. I, because currently we have launched it across Ontario. Ontario is the largest province in uh, Canada. Once it is proven and get a lot of traction, we want to go across Canada and then move to U.S. So now you're basically seeding the system with different businesses and starting to promote it and get users to start using it. Like it's open and live now. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. we have launched it last year in November and then we were fitting the product to the um, market and um, from March uh, we were ramping up our sales and marketing activities now we got over 11,000 businesses listed within our platform. Awesome, congrats, that's great. Thank you, yeah. Okay, and so anyone listening to this, they would go to bizring.com. Is that where it is? That's right, bizring.com. And then they could go and there's like a free version, it sounds like. So we have, for businesses, we got two kind of subscription. One, ProBizringer Lite, and then ProBizringer Gold. ProBizringer Lite, they could market with three businesses, but uh, they can't put their um, videos, audios, and um, website backlink for SEO purpose, and also they can't update their promotions either. So it's a stripped down version of it, but they could experiment it, and they could get the ranking and reviews and stuff like that. And also they could get recommendation by other uh, companies as well. And then ProBizringer Gold, compared to all our competitors, our charges is fraction of a um, charge, like $27 per month, less than a buck a day. And, and then for individuals? Um, individuals, per category, $27. Let's say, for an example, I'm a realtor. I do home inspection and uh, um, pest control as well. So I may go under three categories. No, so that, but that's an individual business. What I meant is the individual looking for, oh, absolutely they just free. go in, it's oh, free. Yeah, absolutely okay, free. And then they could become a business ringer yeah, and yeah. create my virtual team and give ranking and reviews, everything for absolutely So now free. I'm just thinking, and I'm just trying to think of just different, you know, with any business growth, there's different challenges and stuff. So I'm just trying to brainstorm some of the challenges. Yeah. You're trying to get scale now. Yeah. You're trying to get people. That's why we're talking. That's right. You're trying to get visibility into BizRing and see if you can kind of grow this thing to the point where it really is just commonplace with real estate investors. 
correct? Sorry. You're trying to get this to the point where this is just like an everyday tool for real estate investors and or, or people homeowners and, and real homeowners. estate you investors. You want to go home. Yeah, so you had, you do have different competitors that you have to face because you you said homeowners a few times now because there are homeowner type stuff there's like the Home Stars is one of them. There's a bunch of different ones that are kind of doing similar kind of things. Yeah, but the thing is because I have analyzed them. Uh, and I'm not trying to shoot you down by any means. No, I'm no, just trying to have sure. an open discussion of yeah, your business. For sure. Home Stars, they are um, in the industry for a while. But the thing is it wasn't created by engineer and real estate investor. Got it. So that's where... Um, you think you're engineer. I see you smile. You're one of the engineers. <laughs> no, 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 smiling no. when he says, hey, where's your engineering ring? Is it all? There it is. Yeah. Okay. We got a proud engineer across from us here. No. That, <laughs> what I'm saying is because I didn't see the jo- um, uh, marketing op- opportunity. I saw the business opportunity and the pain, right? So it is a solution I'm providing out of my own frustration and the pain shared by other real estate investors and homeowners. So that's where I'm combining the real estate investment and the engineering knowledge to provide a great solution for the public. Yeah, got it. Got and um, so currently we have a promo code. Okay. So Rockstar01. Uh, so if they use it, uh, this promo code, uh, code will expire by end of the, uh, the September month. And they could get additional one month free. As of ra- right now, ProBizRinger Gold is five months free. And then with the promo code, they could get it six months absolutely free. There is no contract, nothing. Whenever they want to unsubscribe, they could unsubscribe the service. Okay. If they we'll feel. stop there. We're going to stop. Otherwise, people are going to think this is a big promo for the bit. We've done a good job. We got yeah. it out there. You got all your different levels. If you're listening to this and you want to, and we did want to promote it, uh, but uh, we'll wrap up the talk on sure. BizRing now. But we will put that promo code. So thank you for doing that. Yeah. Rockstar01. We'll put it into That's the description right. of this podcast episode. So if you're listening to this, you can go to rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash podcast. And in the description, of this podcast episode will have that promo code in there. Yeah. So thank you uh, for doing that. So this is exciting times for you. You you know, you started out in tech. We kind of have similar kind of journeys because I started out in tech. Exactly. Um, I decided to walk away. Um, you, uh, you walked away. Yeah, I think we share a lot of uh, common experience, I guess, because we lost money in the stock.com crash. We did, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then went into real estate investment. Totally. My journey after the stock market crash, I went, I started trading options. Mm-hmm. Um, I started putting puts and calls and getting all into okay. all of this. And at the same time, I started developing different websites, uh, one-off websites on like five or six different websites on different stuff. Um, so yeah, I think you need to go through that just as a, like the entrepreneurial journey. It's never sure, like a yeah. straight path, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And then it, similar to you feeling like you were, um, satisfying a need that real estate investors required. It was 2006 when, uh, Nick and I said, Hey, you know what, where are the people that are going to just stand by the investor's side? And like go on the streets and help them out. So yeah. like when there, when there's a tenant problem or to, I don't know if you, I don't know if I shared this with you. We used to go to the landlord tenant board with our investors because we said, hey, look, we're with you forever. Yeah. If you have a problem on any of your properties, you call us. We will come to the tenant board with you. Nick and I used to go and represent investors at the tenant board on their behalf. So we're like. What's the situation? Yeah. Okay, tell us. We'll meet there. We'll go. And in front of the adjudicator, Nick and I were speaking. And then I guess it was some time ago now, the adjudicators, I guess, caught on that like that was not our property mm-hmm. and we were not paralegals. We were just these people that were like standing there. Like we weren't the homeowner ourselves. <laughs> like these days, you cannot. You can't do that. that no. But like, back you, in the day, we were totally doing that. Yeah, so yeah. Nick and I were like saying, no, it should be this and this. And the adjudicators <laughs> never challenged us. And we, we, 
honestly, we did not know we couldn't do it. We uh -huh. just thought the we didn't want new investors who were new landlords to be scared. Yeah. So yeah. we're like, hey, listen, we've been through this ourselves. Oh, yeah. We will come with you. So we really were doing it just from purely a service. We didn't know that we shouldn't be doing any of this stuff. And now, yeah, yeah you have to be a licensed paralegal yeah. and property manager or a paralegal within a property management firm and that kind of stuff. Yeah, even like how many months ago, probably... Uh, beginning of this year, I had to evict a tenant in Innisfil for one of my real estate investors. He lives in Ottawa. So he didn't do anything at all. I took care of everything for him because he's my investment partner, right? So that's a benefit. What you guys doing also like for investors who wanted to get into investment and uh, collaborating and involving with the people who already have done that, it's less painful then. It is less painful. And that's why I believe, listen, you know what, we... we uh, we said we wanted to have you on here to chat and share your story. And part of the reason for that is uh, we do get approached with different people who want to come in here and share yeah. their stuff. And it's not really a right fit, but we do believe that, you know, if if a bunch of us are out there trying to help each other with yeah. different things like your platform, Bizzering and stuff, we want to try and spread the message and yeah. see if we can help you directly for you growing this business and yeah. investors as a whole. And let's see if we can kind of raise all of ourselves up together. For like sure. that's the whole idea behind Rockstar. Like when, yeah. So it is a pleasure to, to run into you. I'm really pleased that your son, how old is your son right now? How many 30. kids do you have? I have two. Two 13 year old son and who else? Uh, 11 year old daughter. Uh, does she have a property assigned yet. to her she's, yet? She's waiting for but, the, but, to become 13, right? Yeah, yeah, got it. <laughs> so got she may get a surprise you, email. You set the precedent, you gotta buy her property. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Akalan, thank you for sharing your story on here. Thank you. G good luck with everything you're doing. As you develop this business and stuff, let's keep in touch. We'll keep Definitely, sharing yeah. this kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, keep doing what you're doing. It's a, you know, it's a long journey. And if we can support each other along the way, that's even better. For so sure. thank you for this. Thanks for the opportunity, Tom. Uh, it's a pleasure to me uh, be here in your office and going through My this. office that looks like a storage room right no, now. No, no, no. <laughs> it's amazing. If you are working, this is how your office will look like. Yeah. like I, I know if you come to my office as well, it, it's how it yeah, is. Yeah, very cool. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, hopefully we will uh, chat again and um, you will see all the progress that's happening. And uh, I'm determined to make Bizzering as a great success and another Canadian story and see how, what I happens. I can tell. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, yeah. Akala. Thank you. Hey everyone, so hopefully you enjoyed that. And Akalan mentions a code for using BizRing. He has graciously extended that code to the end of the year. So I think on there he sends uh, says end of September. Um, that code is going to be valid until the end of 2019. So if you're listening to this and that's something you wanna check out, you should know that. So thanks to Akalan for coming and sharing his story. And um, if you are listening to this and you want specific real estate information for yourself, remember rockstarinnercircle.com is the place to go to. I think that's it for now. Until next time, your life, your terms.